Um, all right, let's just throw the verse first up and then let's get into it. So this is the one that I had um, read as like the scripture for tonight. And I want to actually start off tonight with a pop quiz real quick over this reading. Uh, how did God show his love to us? He sent his son, right? Does that make sense? Is that complicated? Are we good? good. <laughs> I'm serious. When I told you I was coming at it simply tonight, I'm, I'm coming at it simply. I really meant what I said. Uh, but I'll also be honest, we have a lot, a lot of stuff that we got to go through tonight. So let's just keep rolling. Uh, next verse. Keep going. Here, 1 John 5.19. Uh, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Uh, praying about what to call like this teaching, this message, I ended up... Um, does anybody listen to Andy Minio? Any, okay, whatever. Uh, it came out his last album, The Arrow. There was a song in there, Clarity. Um, I just thought it was really good. But it, like, it talked about like cutting through the lies of the enemy. And so, I, I was honestly, I was in between two titles. I, I didn't think I was going to say it. Um, I was going to call this God Didn't Kill Your Cat or Clarity. <laughs> because I think sometimes we allow the lies of the enemy to come into our life and like we get confused about the identity of God. Like, like we're always like... Um, Something that we tend to say is, you know, like, I'm a little bit confused. It's hard to see things right now, uh, just like with, like, God's plan. And absolutely, it gets like that sometimes. But I think a little bit, we overcomplicate it. How did God show his love? He sent his son. Is this world under control? Uh, who controls the world? The evil one. The evil one. God doesn't show his love by your circumstances. God shows his love by sending the Messiah to bring you back into the fold, to make you righteous, to make you pure, to make you a holy temple. It's not about how much money you have. It's not about uh, how good you are at stuff. He sent his son. That's how he showed his love. Next verse. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. The, the best part about trials, the best part about the difficulties in our faith is that they weren't sent from God, but they are used by God. It's like, it's literally like a total opposite. Like, like this world like beats us down. Your cat dies. That's why I was going to call this message that. Your cat dies. And like, you're really upset because like it was a good cat. And that's cool. Cats are okay. Um, <laughs> But then you say, God, why did you kill my cat? Why did you put me through this temptation? But God didn't kill your cat. God doesn't tempt you. Now, will God use the loss of a cat to probably like, have you speak life into somebody who also lost a cat? To, to understand the value, sanctity of life, something like that. Like, I know, I know it's funny, but like, you get what I'm saying. He uses it, but he didn't send it. The trials are used to perfect our faith, to perfect our maturity, but like they aren't from God, they're just used by God. 
which is the awesome thing that something that was that was sent by the enemy to take you away from God actually ends up making you a stronger Christian. That's cool. <laughs> uh, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Um, every good and perfect gift. Do good things come from God? Yes. Do bad things come from God? Does that make sense? Next verse. I'm <laughs> oh, serious, guys. I just... God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Do dark things come from God? No. Is there darkness in God? No. How did God show his love? Next verse. You are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So they're like, there are two of the ones here, right? There's the one in you and there's the one in the world. Who's in you? God. 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 Who's in the world? The evil one. The evil one, not God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are we okay with that? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Is there evil in this world? Yes. So, in a way, this should be like a little bit freeing uh, to a lot of people uh, who think God has like put something in your life. <clears throat> the honest truth is he didn't. But this is also um, kind of a two-part because being a Christian comes with a real responsibility. Because where does God abide in? He abides in his people. For our struggle, there's a struggle. There's, there's a struggle that's going on, guys. For our struggle is against the evil forces of this world. There's a responsibility of a Christian to fight against the evil forces in this world. Why? Because Jesus died so that you can have God. So that God can know you. So that God can live in you and work through you. That's how he, sent, that's how he showed his love. That's why he sent his son. Next verse. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two on earth agree on anything I'll ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. How do we fight the struggle? Like, let's talk about, like, struggle. You're like, oh, man, so, like, we just, like, fight evil on the world? Like, that sounds pretty terrible. You are equipped and given authority by God to fight this struggle. And when evil things come against you, it's not because God hates you. The next verse. I think I have something about that. That wasn't what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> it's later, I promise. It's John 10.10. 10. Uh, you made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under the feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not... Subject, thank you. Subject to them, 
Yet at the present, we do not see everything subject to them. <laughs> I was struggling there. Um, is God sovereign? Yes. yes, absolutely. God is a sovereign God. He created everything by just like just speaking it into existence. It came together. It was awesome. This dude's like seriously powerful. But what did he do with all the authority on earth? He gave it to us. He gave it to man. He gave it to his people. He gave it to Adam, and he said, okay, start naming stuff, and you, like, dominion stuff. And that was his intention. The plan of God was to have himself rule through his people. The authority of the believer is over the evil of the world. The evil of the world is not over the authority of the believer. And it's not the action of God in your life. We are God's co-workers in God's service. We are God's field, God's building. I think that's a we. No, because there's a little... I have it right here. It's a you? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, so there are two things to kind of describe what a Christian is. Uh, from all the verses I've had, we have the struggle and we have work. Um, the honest thing is Christianity is not a passive activity. It's not like an extracurricular. You can't just give it an hour. Uh, Christianity is a call to struggle constantly. It's a call to fight. It's a call to work. You're like, okay, cool. What do I do? Let's go to the Bible. Next verse. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Why did the Son of God appear? To destroy the devil's work. It's amazing. So, if that was his job, and we are co-laborers with Christ, what is our job? Destroy the devil's work. Do we understand? Does that make sense? Like, if A equals B and B equals C, A then equals C. Yes. <laughs> what is that? The transitive transitive property. There we go. Next verse. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly is the translation I know. I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't have like a problem with that. I just say it how I know it. Um, the thief, Jesus is talking a parable uh, about a whole bunch of sheep and like the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, I think something that like is just a good thing to know is like Lucifer is the rank of an angel before the enemy fell, and Satan is like a translation of enemy. I'm like 80% sure on that. Can anybody confirm? Stumbling block. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, so like, part of it too, like, if I'm like dancing around naming them, like the evil one, the enemy, like whatever, um, 
I don't think... So in the Old Testament, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were they the guys that got thrown in the furnace? Yes. Right, those them? So when they got thrown in the furnace, they literally changed nothing about their demeanor. They didn't respond to the furnace. They didn't even glorify it with, oh, no, we're in a furnace. Like, they, like, worship God. Then they got thrown in the furnace, and they were like, whatever, and they just worship God there. <laughs> so, honestly, I think, like, calling him the thief, the enemy, the evil one, all that stuff, it's to not even, like, dignify him with a name. Like, like translation of a stumbling block. It's like, bro, like, you don't even have an exact name. It's like how little you are. Um, thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so you may have life and life more abundant. So I know I'm talking about like a lot of like struggles and like fights and all this stuff and like yes, absolutely, it is a struggle, it is work, but it is life and life more abundant. There's like there's one place to invest your time, there's one place to invest your life and have it return back to you like completely full, and that's in God, that's in Christ. I came so they may have life and life more abundant. Next verse. Uh, next slide, actually. Yep. So after all this, I just want to check how I'm doing on time. <laughs> I'm actually doing really well. I'm really happy with that. Um, how did God... Show his love. Send his son. When bad things happen, are they from God? No. Will God use them to better you? Yes. Okay. Does God call us to work? Yes. What is the work? That's good. That was honestly, that was like pretty... Uh, a lot more unified than I expected. Like, as soon as I asked that, I was like, that's not going to work. But it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to look at that and be like, man, that's for, like, the ultra-Christians. That's for, like, the people who just, like, automatically know, oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, that was the furnace. Not, like, the people have to ask. Um, or, like, the people who automatically know, like, Satan is, like, stumbling block. But here's the thing. It's honestly not... Like, Peter, like, this dude was, like, the first pope. Like, he was a serious guy, right? And we look at that, we're like, oh, man, how great is the faith of Peter? And so this is the story of Jesus calling Peter. And he's like, hey, come be a disciple. And so Peter, in his, like, ultra-Christian attitude, like, stood up and was like, yeah, I know you're the Messiah. Like, whatever, I'm going to be an ultra-Christian. No, he didn't say that. He said, I, I can't. I'm, I'm a sinner. He literally told Jesus no. It was like the first thing he did. He's like, no, I can't go with you. I'm a sinner. Like, that's for, like, that's for other people. That's for, like, uh, Pharisees and church people and people who, like, hold to the law and all that stuff. And Peter was like, that's not for me. Well, obviously it was. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he just, he became, um, like a foundational apostle of the church. Like this dude was a pillar. Uh, in, in Acts, it says he was like walking through the street in his shadow, like healed people as he walked back and forth from the synagogue to teach. It was like how much of God has to be in that dude's life that his shadow starts healing people. 
And this is a dude that his first reaction was no. He's like, no, no, I can't. So I'm here to tell you, if your first reaction is no, let's wait on the second. That doesn't disqualify you. If you're like, no, I can't do that, that's cool. Peter was there too. Something about trials too is there's like, there's nothing new. There's no new trial. You're not alone in whatever you feel, in whatever's coming against you, the call is still the same. Come and follow me. Like, no, I'm a sinner. Cool. Come and follow me. You're going to fish for men now. Next verse. And so after all this, um, it's also kind of easy to, like, take this message and be like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, whatever happens is, like, obviously the devil and it's not God. So you know, I just don't think I'm going to pray anymore. It's like, honestly, that, that was my reaction when I started, like, reading stuff. I was like, okay, cool. So, like, I don't need to pray for stuff on the world because, like, the devil controls the world. Like, hold up. No, don't do that. Don't do what I did. Uh, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so when you pray for things, are they powerful and effective? Is, is a question that we all have to ask. And like, you don't, don't answer it, obviously. But ask it to yourself. Think about it. You're like, oh no, I've done some bad things. Like, well, next verse. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace through God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, how does God show his love? How does God make us righteous? Justified. Justified means the debt is paid. Any debt that we have is cleared. That is by faith. Faith in what? Jesus Christ. What did Jesus do? Your faith is where you get your righteousness. And your righteousness is where you get the effectivity and power of your prayer. So, when you start trying to undo the works of the devil, because that's the call of every believer, don't do it on your own power. Do it by your faith in the cross of Christ. When you do this thing, you don't have to become like a super Christian overnight. You don't have to like clear your entire slate, do more good than bad, and hope you turn out okay. Just have faith in Christ that he was righteous enough for you, because he was. And then through that, authority, power to overcome the devil. I know, it's like a serious call to action. But it's not a spectator sport. Jesus, the apostles, he was like, sell everything and follow me. And like, these dudes just like got up, whatever they were doing. And they were like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, imagine, imagine just being here. And some dude just like fills your net with fish. And you're like, oh, this might be the living God. And so he says, drop everything and follow me. And like, you're like, but I got homework, I have classes, I have goals, I have a job. Like, I have like these long-term plans in my mind. And Jesus says, no, give those all up and just come with me. 
I'm not saying drop out of college. You're probably here for a reason. Um, I'm serious. Like, it's important to do do good and do work and all that stuff. Um, I'm in college, so and I'm gonna be in college again. I'm going to grad school. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like fail out and starting over. No. I'm, oh. <laughs> so I'm not saying. Give up everything, forget your career, pick up like a cardboard sign and go to your nearest like street corner. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying you are equipped and empowered to do the work of Christ because you are a co-laborer with Christ. And that work is to undo the work of the devil in the world. And so sometimes too, um, in these moments of clarity, that's why I, I ended up settling on that title. Um, I guess my question for you is have you been holding things against God? Have you been letting the lies of the enemy kind of soil your image of God? Like, yeah, God's good, but my cat died. Is there a yeah, God, good, but? And is there work that needs to be done because of that? And honestly, if you're going to have a conversation with God, have it. Um, am I, like, supposed to introduce the response time? Okay, you got it? That's all I got, then. Because, like, you know, I want to I cycle into this response time, like, really smooth. Because, like, it's important to stay in the same mindset. I'm serious. Thank you.